Uh, today I'm going to be talking with Angus Meredith. Angus is an experienced rock climber from North Idaho, avid film photographer, and a good friend of mine. Today we'll be discussing how to create in a pandemic and what it's like working in a local color processing lab. My name is Connor Bacon, and this is A Lapse in Time. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right, man. Let's uh, let's start off with just a little bit of background about yourself. You know, um, tell me a bit about you know where you grew up and what got you started in film photography. Well, grew up in North Idaho. Um, yeah, that's that's where <laughs> I grew nice, up. Nice yeah. place to live. <laughs> it's really nice. Are you uh, you out like near Coeur d'Alene or? Um, I'm at State Line okay. currently, but I'll be in Coeur d'Alene in the yeah. next couple months so you understand so. the roots man i grew up at oh, state yeah. line as well that's oh, the yeah. beautiful place it's beautiful nice place yeah it's really nice and uh so and how what got you into film um you know i dabbled in photos mostly on my phone like everybody else okay um how old oh boy when i started shooting was probably five years ago okay so like 18 19 okay. years old yeah pretty pretty late right. I feel like same dude same yeah <laughs> um my mom had a pentax emmy program film camera yeah that was just sitting so did you start you started with film then yeah 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 i had i had taken like a a digital class in middle school okay it's just like a point and shoot yeah um nothing crazy yeah and then uh yeah i had some friends that shot film and i was like oh that's kind of cool yeah and then I think it was actually through like watching Stranger Things or something. Something sparked it where I was like, "This is really fascinating." Yeah. Like, and then knew about the film camera, so picked yeah. it up. And there were some rolls of film. And Would you do those. you remember like what film stock you had at first? What you started shooting? Uh, Fuji, four hundred. Yeah. Do you think that that stuff. you think that like influences what you shoot with now? Like because of that no. original Fuji look, or do you no, know? not at all? Because <laughs> I shoot Kodak now. Oh, yeah. are you a portrait guy or mm, depends. Yeah, I'm shooting portraits. I'll shoot portrait. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like Ultramax Pro Image. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. And then what do you what like? What's your go to camera right now? Oh boy. Nikon F4 currently. And, and why? Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. The spot metering is really cool. Um, I can shoot the lenses that I want to on it. Um, I don't know. It's just a really nice system. It's heavy. It's yeah. Big. It's really heavy. And the, is that the SLR? So it's yeah. got the, yeah. you got like the top mirror on it. Yep. Do you use it with the viewfinder or do you just use um, it? Cause you can pop off the top, right? I need to get, I need to fix some light seals on it too. Okay. Cause right now I'll get light leaks if I pop the top off and shoot. Yeah. But that's an aesthetic. Um, it's cool. Yeah. It's sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just really nice. Yeah. What was it? Okay. So what was it like? Uh, just go back to earlier. Like, what was it like yeah. growing up in North Idaho? Like, do you? I've seen your your house. It's a nice house. You got a yeah. cute dog. Yeah. I like your dog. Yeah. Got a nice dog. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it's interesting because like I I grew up, my family raised sheep. Cool. And, like, kind of lived on a farm yeah. in a way, and like we had a horse and some goats. Um, so I grew up around that, and then I was homeschooled. So I was for how long? Forever. Really? Much, yeah. My girlfriend was homeschooled as well. It's a good way to go, honestly. Yeah. Social stuff, you know. <laughs> I figured that out later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, went to North Idaho College early on in okay. high school, like sophomore year, I think is when I started. Doing running start or mm-hmm. yeah. okay, cool. Um and then just went through that for the, the rest of the time. So yeah. By the time I was nineteen I had two degrees so and and what were you studying uh general studies and then aerospace manufacturing oh wow which i do not do but you do woodworking now or you do it so some of that engineering i guess is carried over right yeah yeah so it's like uh it's all hands-on stuff Um, okay so shop work which i grew up doing working on cars and 
woodworking and stuff. Yeah. Cool. And yeah. So. so then how how do you transition from kind of those more um like STEM areas into creative field? Like is it have you always had the creative bug or is it something that you think you've just developed because you picked up a camera or what do you where do you derive that from? I think it came from I built with Legos a lot okay. when I was little. Okay. Like a lot. Yeah. That was my main thing. And that's pretty creative. Yeah. Um, And then building stuff, like hands-on building stuff. Um, I used to make lamps. Still do, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've made some really cool lamps. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty fun, fun time. And then woodworking. Um, just creating something out of a block. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think it, going along with film, I think that's kind of where it comes in is it's a hands-on, tangible thing. Yeah, sure. So I think that's why it, it clicked a little bit better. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you, So when you're, when like you're setting up, because I think you're one of the only people in town probably, and I don't know, I might get shit on for the saying that. <laughs> I think you're one of the only people in town that really explores like the full gamut of film, right? Mm -hmm. Like shooting, mm -hmm. you know, uh, have you have you shot, you've shot large format? I I've had a, two large formats currently. Okay, I've shot one of them, put like six frames through it. Didn't yeah. really know what I was doing. Yeah, and then recently got the second one working, which is a old, almost hundred year old portrait camera. Dang! And finally got a film back that works for it. Yeah, and shot with it. I had to retension it and everything. Like, are you home developing right now? Like yeah. those those yep. sheets? Okay. Yeah. And so. how does that process? How does that process look for you? And I, I guess, like for people listening too, like what, um, like what got you into developing at home and and doing it on your own? I had played with the idea of doing it. My uncle has been a photographer forever, and he developed his own stuff, and so he kind of knew. He he helped me along with that in a way. Okay, and then, um, I just did a full send on a 35 millimeter roll. Yeah. Like bulk loaded my own roll and <laughs> shot it and developed it. And it yeah. came out awful. <laughs> there were like scratches cause I didn't know how to bulk load. And yeah. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. And then I took a class, um, at emerge, which I now work at, which you would recommend, which and I would do you, recommend are you still te class. teaching the class or are you still doing? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I, I took the class and then started developing my own black and white. Um, I developed the black and white for the camera shop as well. Okay. And then through my adventures in that, um, eventually started teaching the class at the gallery, darkroom class. Okay. So, and what do you, so at, um, cause you work at camera corral out yep. in Coeur d'Alene. Yep. Um, and so right now you're doing everything though, right? You're doing all the color, all the black and white, like basically full. Yeah. So in, in the shop we do, we have a processor where you just tape your, film leader to a card shove it in the machine and it does it and six yeah. minutes later you got film yeah um and then we scan it and print it do all that stuff yeah um the black and white i have to take home and okay. do it at home but and then what do you so in terms of film like what do you like what do you like to do like what's your what's your go-to I, I i think you're a little bit all over the place in terms of like just trying things right like trying out flashes with 35 mil flashes with medium format um, like what's your like what do you what do you what I'm are you drawn mess. to? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an absolute mess when it comes to like what I'm shooting. Yeah, because I there's the things that I enjoy shooting mm -hmm. that maybe aren't the best, and the things that I enjoy looking at for photos, which don't typically shoot. Yeah, and like it's just what are those? What do you enjoy looking at? I really like fashion. Okay. Fashion is dope. Yeah. And you like shooting fashion or looking at fashion? I've both been trying to get into shooting it. And it's it's hard. You did some it's stuff for was it Marmalade? Done yeah. I did a film shoot for Marmalade. They okay. Like shooting with film. Yeah. Um, those are really interesting. Those are cool. That was a really fun shoot. Yeah. Just blasted like I think it was nine rolls of film. Yeah. In like an hour and a half. What were you shooting with with that? Um Nikon F4 with a flash. Everything had flashes on it. Um, RZ67 and then a little crappy point and shoot. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. How do you, like, how does it differ? So when you're shooting fashion versus, say, like, street, 
Like what about your mindset changes and how do you think that that influences what you're taking? I think it's like, uh, stuff's gotta be punchy in a way. Um, for them, they don't really care about in focus or out of focus. For me, I'm like, it's gotta be in focus. Sure. Like, yeah. Has to be. There's a certain aesthetic though, I think to out of focus. Oh, there definitely is. Yeah. Um, but just for me, I mean, I'm thinking like Vogue, like everything's like crisp, clean. Like I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, lots of flash. Get that thing as bright as you can. Get that background gone. Yeah. Like only the subject is lit. How do you meter for that? So when you're metering for film, just I guess for anyone listening who doesn't shoot film um, or wants to. So like when you're shooting film, right, generally, depending on which camera you have, um, some cameras have a built-in light meter that'll give you kind of a like um, I think it's like an area, right? Is that how they depends on the camera? Okay, so yeah, because I guess there's some that are just like a spot meter yeah. on the internal. So yeah. um, you'll have something that meters and says you know you're either overexposed or you're underexposed. Uh, but then when you add flash into it, you have to somehow meter for that flash, and so that whatever is getting flashed is exposed correctly, right? So how yeah. do you go about exposing that? So I go by the flash that's on the camera, whatever flash I've mounted to it. Um, typically the old manual flashes have a guide and you'll focus, look at your lens. It'll say how far away the subject is. Then you set your aperture and fire away. Yeah. Um, I'll typically shoot at the highest um, shutter speed I can. Which is... Um, 250th? Depends on, on the camera. Okay. Some it's 30th, some it's 60th. Okay. Um, the RZ, it's 400th. That's the max oh. shutter speed anyway. That's a nice camera. Um, <laughs> sweet. Um, because it's a leaf shutter, so it can shoot however fast yeah. it can go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I usually pump that all the way up just to get, that's going to take away the um, ambient light. And so any any natural light that's in there is going to get cut away. Sure. So, which makes sense. I think that's like when, um, to relate it to digital, if you were to go outside, you want almost the highest possible. Well, it depends on, I guess your artistic, like how you're trying to, mm -hmm. you know, artistically structure the photo. But if you're outside and you're shooting in, you know, daylight, that's why you want a really powerful light to a overpower the daylight. Um, and then, you know, you get like things like high speed sync where you can, you know, shoot one four thousandth of a second or whatever with a flash, and then it just cuts your background out. So yep. you can make daylight look like it was shot in a closet. Yep. Um, yeah. So same thing applies to film. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, I'm just using the the guide on the flash. And okay. Just, and a lot of times, just eyeballing it, I'll just look at the subject and be like, "Uh, you're eight feet away." Yeah. Adjust. And what was your what film stock were you using for that one? Is that Portra? We did a lot. We did Portra four hundred, eight hundred, Ektar one hundred, which. I love. Which is interesting it's for good. portraits, oh, right? Because, so it, yeah, it's got, like, really, that's really poppy reds, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so you just overexpose that a little bit. Yeah. And it's going to, it brings in really nice skin tones. Yeah. Um, a little washed out, which I personally like. Um, at least if I'm shooting, like, a woman, I'll, I'll overexpose a little bit just to, to clear the skin. Sure. Um, and then, dudes, you underexpose a little bit to get grainy. Yeah. <laughs> which maybe, I don't know. That's just how I shoot. Yeah. And then what do you, uh, when shooting that like marmalade thing specifically, like what are you looking for in terms of location? Like when doing fashion shoots, right? I think um, as a portrait photographer, or I don't even know if I'm that anymore. I guess I used to be. I used to shoot a lot of portraits. I don't really shoot portraits as much. You do it um, But what do you, like what do you look for? Like what do you, when you're going out and you're like, okay, I want something like interesting. Like what do you, like what setting are you using? Why, why are you picking that setting? So they, they, picked where to shoot and we used the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Okay. We just had full reign of the resort. Cool. I don't know how, but we did. Yeah. So we were running around the lobby. People are looking at us all weird. Yeah. They're dressed in crazy stuff. And I'm just, I have three cameras on me and I'm just blasting away <laughs> with a flash. Yeah. Um, which I had a lot of fun because when you're in that zone, you're like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Like I can just shoot and not worry about what everybody thinks. Yeah. Um, and then we got in the pool. I didn't even know we were doing that. We shot around the pool and then they just got in the pool. I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess we're doing that now. <laughs> That's happening. And you just kind of go with it. But it was, 
it was a really cool shoot. Um, yeah. So I didn't have any say of like where we shot on that. Like I, I definitely, we went out onto the balcony area because I was like, we need to shoot some non-flash like daylight. Just, sure. Yeah. And so I kind of forced them to go out there. Yeah. It's kind of cold, but <laughs> I was like, we need this sunlight. It's really good. Yeah. So I shot a lot of the Yaktar out there. Okay. Um, and then finished the roll in the pool. And what are you looking for? Like when you do, you don't do contact sheets, do you? I don't. You don't. Okay. Uh, so like you just run through, scan your rolls, and then what are you looking for when you pick them out? Um, I gave them everything. Oh, okay. I think we only had two shots that didn't turn out. Nice. Everything else, we had. I don't remember how many photos it was. It was a lot. Yeah, and for people listening. That's hard <laughs> with really, film. Really hard. It's really difficult to ha- to shoot through a roll and be able to give the entire roll without having like you know one or two lemons or maybe the f- the flash misfired or yeah. something like that. And oh, so I take it back. I had a roll of black and white, and the flash sync cable had disconnected. Oh, and I case in shooting, point, <laughs> and I couldn't tell that the flash wasn't firing. So I'm looking through the viewfinder. Yeah, and so I had like a whole roll of black and white that just two twenty black and white. So that was 20 shots, Ooh. medium format. Mind you, <laughs> just it's $2 a shot yeah, or what is it? Gone. Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> so but support your local uh, film photographer. Yeah. <laughs> it ain't easy yeah. out here. Yeah. And then what uh, else in terms of like, so that's that's the fashion aspect. Mm-hmm. Have you done any more fashion projects outside of that? I have a couple companies that I'm shooting for um, other vintage stores. Okay. Um, one is Gas and Grain. We're not doing like fashion necessarily. It's just like in the moment like kind of journalistic journalistic but you're approach. shooting film you're doing it on film um we're doing digital mostly for them okay um occasionally we'll do film like i did a, a shoot with them they're good friends of mine and so i was like hey i want to shoot like the two owners their husband and wife yeah i was like i want to do a western shoot with you guys on film oh yeah and that was really cool has that come out yet yeah Okay, yeah. cool. I'll have to I, check haven't, that out. I haven't posted anything from it, but they've posted some stuff. You are the king of taking cool photos and not posting any of them. I know. <laughs> I love it. The reigning champion of not giving a shit about social media. Yeah. Um, and then, so the gas and grain, what are they, like, what style of, because um, they're, what's it, like retail, right? Yeah, they, they have a retail space in Coeur d'Alene. It's small. Okay. Um, what do they sell? Vintage clothing, mostly. Okay. Um, blankets and stuff, but it's all kind of curated in a way Mm. they're not just like oh this is old put it on the shelf yeah they look through it and they're like okay this is this and it's from this year and like they know their stuff yeah um alex is ridiculous with that he'll reach into a bin and grab a shirt not look at it and be like he'll feel it yeah like oh this is like 65 1965 oh what that's cool though so um they know their stuff and they're i mean they're they have a lot of plaids jeans they really like their denim yeah um old. who doesn't i know I, <laughs> I have one pair of jeans canadian tuxedo man hey yeah <laughs> it's true um a lot of like filson old filson jackets okay jackets and stuff yeah um, how do you know them i just met them just like through friends and yeah yeah hit it off pretty quick so yeah and then so uh, nice segue uh, in terms yeah. of like friends and meeting people and stuff. Uh, you rock climb. I rock climb. You rock yeah. climb, and I you're a good that. rock climber. I, you're I a very good rock that. climber. Um, yeah, rock climbing is my. I consider it my first passion. Okay. I guess um, it comes before photos. Yes, sadly. But you can do them both in tandem, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Typically, if I'm climbing, I forget to take photos. Yeah. So. Yeah. But. Which makes sense. Yeah. I mean, if you're the one climbing, right? That's, like, yeah. I try and take more and more photos with it because I do enjoy like the adventure photography yeah. type stuff. You mentioned um, you're going down to I'm going down to Moab, Moab, pretty soon here for a month. I'm yeah. gonna live in the van with my pup. Yeah, and live in the desert. Tell me what that's been like. I mean, building out the RV. We were looking into that recently, somewhat recently, like getting an RV and doing the conversion. Like, what has that been like for you? Fantastic. Yeah, I would love to just build out RVs. Like, Wh- what about it? Like, is it? Is it difficult? I'm assuming it's difficult. It's, for me, it's all about, like, um, saving space, I guess. Like, okay, being really efficient with your space and figuring out the best way to put in the maximum amount of storage. Um, so, like, the, 
the van I got had already been converted in the 90s, and then it had been modified a little bit. And what do you have? What I have it? a 1990 GMC Vandura with a high top. Hell yeah. That's dope. That's How many really miles good. did you get it with? Um, 90,000. Oh, not bad. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. I got a pretty good deal on it. Yeah. Um, more than I wanted to spend, but sure. compared to the rest, it was a really good deal. We, yeah, saw, so. we saw this one in Kennewick for... I want to say it's like fourteen grand mm-hmm. for this like nineteen like seventy eight or something like yeah. that, and I'm like, that like what what? The price <laughs> I, I think it's I mean you know everyone because everyone's doing the conversions and yeah. stuff like that, so they go oh I have this old RV like I can make a killing off of it, and um, it's kind of the bummer about like social media and social media culture is I think a lot of these things get kind of commodified or. Um, like put up on a pedestal, you know, like, I mean, housing in Spokane right now, especially uh, shout out to the last episode. Go listen to that one. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, like things like that, where it's like, it's sure it's worth it. And the experience can be worth it. But like the, the level of money that you have to spend to even get into it. I mean, now you're spending, you know, cause probably 10 grand on a good conversion, maybe less if you're good at what you do and you're able to, you know, like if you have a good understanding of how to build it out and stuff, but um, it's a lot of money, man. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And like for me it was like 8 grand roughly to start out with mm. the van. Okay. And then threw on some solar, got I think the most expensive thing I've put on it is the new battery. Yeah, which is a lithium battery and I spent 700 on that. Ooh. Are you yeah. doing the what's it called? Um it like takes it and then it transmutes it. <laughs> what's yeah. it called? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it converts it into usable power. Okay. Um so it's Solar solar can't just go straight into a battery. It's got to be sure. converted. Yeah. Um, and then you have to convert your 12 volt to something you can plug into the wall. Okay. So it's kind of confusing. There's a lot of wires. How did you like learn about it? Like like what do you, what resources or have you just like YouTube and YouTube? Yeah. YouTube is king yeah. for everything. No way. And how long have you spent on it so far? I got it summer of last year, end of summer. Okay. And then I've I've used it a little bit, worked on it, used it. I haven't put in a ton of time. I probably put in a total of like a week and a half into it. Okay. Like of actual time. Well, that's not bad. But yeah, it's it's getting there. Yeah. It's getting real close. So you're taking that down to Moab and then yep. you said you're staying for a month. Are you yep. staying in a park or how do you like um, how do you plan for these trips? I'll be I I've been down there before and I know some spots that are really good. Um there's some BLM land that you can just park on and park and just chill chill yeah. yeah um there's a lot of driving around there like you can't you have to pay to stay in like arches um, which i might do just for some late night photographs star yeah. shots and stuff yeah um, that'd be cool super rad um and then i'll just be around that area moab will be kind of base camp and i'll run around are you going so, with a group of people like are uh, you going with no, the? i'm solo really well, with, with the pup but I'll have some people that are going to meet up with me down there. Okay, down so you have stuff. people to, cl- to climb with and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just kind of want to go and go. Dirtbag it, man. Dirt bag the dirtbag lifestyle. Shoot, shoot more photos than I did last time. Yeah. So, What's your go-to digital camera? Uh, I have a Sony a7R II. Uh, do you still I, love the Sony? I do. I have, I I have do. jumped ship. I know. <laughs> Fully jumped ship? Uh, dude, I don't own a th- single piece of Sony anything oh, anymore. I've wow. got a Blackmagic 6K for oh, video. Oh, you fancy. I know. And then I've got a, a Fuji X-T4, and I shoot all my photos on that Fuji now. You're not shooting 8mm film? What? For, for 8mm film? You got to <laughs> oh, shoot for video. You got to do 16 for all your Oh, my Super stuff. 16. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, no. Hard pass. I have never shot any film video-wise. Like film, 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 film. Yeah, um, I want to. I Dude, cool. I do too. I My buddy Jake was, uh, I think he got like an 8mm or, mm-hmm. or maybe it was a Super 16. One of those. But he got one off of a guy. Um, but it was just so expensive to get the film and then to process the film. That it's like you end up paying like two hundred bucks for like five minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's gnarly. Yeah, which is crazy. But it did. It looks really cool. It's super rad, but probably not worth it in the long run. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Um. So then, using your Sony and stuff, like you, you still prefer film? I'm assuming. Oh yeah. 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 It depends on the what I'm doing. So then, when do you reach for your digital? If I'm doing like professional work, typically I'm going to shoot digital just because I can shoot it, edit it, 
the day of yeah. and send it off. Yeah, it's and quick, get it over. Yeah. Easy. Don't have to pay for film and all that. Yeah. Don't have the uh, the scare of like, oh, did the camera mess up? Like, yeah. Did I break my camera? But that's a, that's a hard trade-off because I think like when you get, you know, like even doing commercial work, I've wanted to dip into film and start shooting film for commercial stuff because, I mean, the payoff is so much greater when you do get a roll back that's like really awesome and then mm-hmm. like, um, it's a whole another aesthetic. I think getting to a point where it's like you're just really comfortable that like no matter what you're gonna get some good shots. But that's kind of the bummer, I guess, about film is you can be that confident and still <laughs> come back with a role that just didn't you know didn't come through. Or, yeah, or, something. or your so. camera produced a light leak or something. Yeah, so there the is role. room for digital, I guess. There is. In the there is. Yeah, digital's um, king for pro work, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. for the most part. I know people that are shooting weddings all on their Hasselblad, and well, it depends on what you're doing too. Because I think in fashion, they still like they still use mm-hmm. RZs and stuff, and they're still shooting a lot of a lot of film for that. And but that's in a more controlled, I'd say, like controlled setting. You're not trying to capture things like like a wedding, for instance. Like I know hybrid shooters that shoot weddings with both film and digital, uh, but it's like you don't want to miss the kiss because your roll of film, you know, didn't come yeah. out or something like that. So, but for fashion, it's like okay, you shoot the same model in six different poses in the same location. At least one of them is probably going to turn out. Yeah. And if it doesn't, it's replicable. You can come yeah. back, you can do it again. So, um, and typically on those big fashion shoots, they have a processor there. Yeah. And they're actually shooting through the roll in the processor. Keep shooting through the roll. Like they're, Oh, that's cool. At the same time. Yeah. They're oh, so they can see site. stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's what's up. At least in big studios. Yeah. So. We should start a big studio right, here in town. That. Let's do it. It would be cool. Um, so then, okay. So back to Moab because I'm curious about yeah. this. So like, how do you, how do you, how like, so you've been climbing for a long time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been climbing since I was, I mean, long time is relative, but sure. fourteen. So okay. Well, that's a long time. Ten. Is that ten years now? Yeah, I feel like Damn. that's not bad, dude. Yeah, like, not bad that's, a, that's a long time. What do you like? What about climbing? Like, what what makes that your number one passion over photography? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things. It feels right. Yeah. Feels good. Um, it was the first sport that I enjoyed, if you can call it a sport. I guess it's in the Olympics now, so yeah, it's, a, it's sport. a sport. Yeah. Um, have you tried the sport climbing, like the or not sport climbing, but speed like speed climbing? climbing? Hell no. No. <laughs> Hell no. That's fake climbing. It looks cool. It looks cool, but I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I I boulder mostly, so yeah. bouldering's like. Low to the ground, typically. Sometimes you get sometimes get you get up far. there. Sometimes yeah, like you get up there. If you fell, you wouldn't be happy. Yeah. You know? Um, and then you have crash pads that you carry out there, so like it's not super dangerous. Yeah. And then I trad climb, which is traditional. Um, and that's where you're you have like cracks and stuff, and you're putting in your gear. Yeah. Um, and that's a little bit sketchier, right? Because it's, it, it's a lot sketchier. Yeah. Because if you spooky. fall and you set your last. What is it? A nut? Is that what they call it? Or bolt? Uh, nut, cam, whatever. When you There's set your last of bit of gear, yeah. we'll just say that. Protection. Yeah, then you fall to that. Or you fall below that one because that's where you get caught. You fall to it times yeah. two plus rope stretch. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound that fun. It's spooky and I don't like it. Yeah. But it pushes me harder. Yeah. I think. Well, because at that like, point, you're like, I have to go up because uh-huh. I don't want to go yeah. down. <laughs> you're like, I can't go down. I have to go up to like get to the next spot where I can put in more protection and yeah. not fall to my death. Do you think like climbing has made you a more disciplined shooter? Do you think that that translates or no, not no? at all. You don't think so? No. <laughs> I think films made me disciplined a little bit more. Um, yeah, that makes but, sense. Uh, yeah. What's your go-to like in terms of metering? Do you usually meter out a camera or are you? Oh boy. Depends on the camera that I'm using. Okay. Um, like my RZ has a meter, a meter finder. Yeah, um, that I can throw on, and I've been using that a lot more because it has a spot meter and an average. Oh, okay. So I can switch between the two. Oh, that's cool. So you can point it. So you can get your. You can. And is it like just center? Like whatever yeah, it meters for the center of yeah. the. Okay. Yeah, for the spot, and then the the average is overall. Yeah. And so I can, if I'm shooting a portrait, I can get the metering of the face, and then get the metering of everything else, and kind of average it out. Yeah. Um, and then the F4 has a really good average. Um matrix which i don't really know what matrix metering is but i hear it's really nice <laughs> but it's nice yeah. and it works well um uh, or spot so i'm usually on matrix or spot okay um i had a question so 
I had recently, or somewhat recently, I'd bought in the Hasselblad the 500CM, mm. and I got rid of it. Yep. <laughs> um, your opinion, so I have my opinion about it. What's your opinion on waist level versus viewfinder? Oh, boy. <laughs> I love a good waist level. Yeah? Um, I depends on fucking how hate it. It depends <laughs> on how I'm shooting. Yeah. Um, if I... I it's, it's weird, because I, I always have one with me. Because sometimes I'll prefer to shoot from the waist. Um, if I'm walking around in like the city, I guess I'll shoot from the waist. It's a little more inconspicuous mm. than bringing a camera the size of your head right up to your face. Only up to your face, yeah. yeah. Um, Hasselblads are a little different because they're so tiny, right? Um, but yeah, it just depends. Um, focusing can be harder, extremely difficult extremely on the Hasselblads. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't have a loop, a good loop. Yeah. And I will say I've shot a Hasselblad. Yeah. Um, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I, I it's think nice. the, it feels good in the hand. It does. But, it, and um, the sound of it is great and all that. But in so terms small. of, dude, in terms of focusing, I can't tell you how many times I would like loop in and I would, sh- and granted I would I was shooting like portraits and stuff. So I would shoot, you know, a little bit, um, like, like two, eight, four, whatever. Mm. And so, you know, my depth of field, very, very small, especially on medium format. And, uh, you know, I'd loop in, I'd get it set, and then I would move my hand just a little bit, and it would be out of focus, like just mm-hmm. barely, you know, like just a little bit, and it would be completely out of focus. So I had, I just had eternal struggles with that. Now I shoot on my Pentax 6x7, and I'm good. Yep. Like, I, I yep. rarely ever miss focus. Everything feels nice. So that was my only bitch about it. I Dude, the camera was a beautiful piece of machinery, though, and the lens, the 2.8, the Zeiss 2.8 on it is just, oh, it's gorgeous. It's but so good. I also don't know if I love square format, but that's maybe a... Yeah, I definitely see that. I I have two six by six cameras, and what? then th- three six by sevens. Jeez, I have a problem. You want to sell that RZ to me? No, <laughs> that's my favorite one. Yeah, that's a good um, camera. Do I have three? I might only have two. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the the Hasselblad the focusing screen is not great. Yeah, I think it's just because it's so old. Yeah. They're old cameras. They are old cameras. And the RZ has the brightest viewfinder you've ever seen. Yeah. And it's really easy to focus. And you use that one so waist level? Both. Okay, because you have you can get the prism for the top. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, it depends on just how I'm shooting, really. Yeah. Um, I do use the prism quite a bit now, especially if I'm shooting, like, flash indoors. Yeah. Um, it just makes it a little bit easier to focus, and I have a grip for it, so it's it's a little bit easier. And then what resources, when learning how to do film, like what, I guess, like what was your biggest asset in like learning how to do it? it I, I always was just a big advocate for shooting. Like you just go out, shoot, fuck rolls up, come back, look at it, be like what I do wrong here, go back, shoot again. You know, I think people are often like, like how do you, like how do you do like all the settings and all that stuff? It's like you kind of just have to get a feel for it, I think. Yeah, you definitely have to get a feel for it. You also need to know what your settings do. Like yeah, in the big picture. Like, there's the standard, like, shutter speed, aperture, ISO. Right. Like, people have a rough understanding of what those do. But when you really understand, like, oh, if I'm focusing at a close object and I have an aperture of 1.4 or whatever, it's tiny. Yeah, what extremely. Focus is tiny. Yeah. And then if you focus off in the distance, it increases how much is in focus. Right. And stuff like that, people don't, it's hard for people to understand that. Yeah. And I think knowing, knowing stuff like that and then exposure, knowing what to meter for. And how to do um, it artistically too. Yeah. Like you know, ratios, light ratios, shooting something at like a 2-1 or um, like, you know, just understanding how, how to achieve a look that you want stylistically. You, you have some leeway depending on what you're shooting with film. Like you have some leeway medium format. The files are pretty damn big. You have some, mm-hmm. you know. But in regards to like, you know, digital, where you can shoot something and then boost your exposure four stops and it's fifteen stops of dynamic range, (laughs) yeah, it's ridiculous. You just you don't have the same luxury with film, and so you know when you're trying to shoot something silhouetted, like really understanding how that works. Yeah, definitely. Um, And what I did, I mean, I'm very mechanically minded, so a lot of my stuff was looking at the camera and looking at the numbers on the lenses and going, oh these work together. 
yeah how do these work together and like just figuring it out yeah um and then friends um talking to friends about it um youtube bit of youtube um not as much as a lot of people though yeah i know a lot of people that everything they learn is on youtube and i can't do that well i think you have to get to a point right where you're using YouTube as a tool, but then at the end of the day, like you have to leave and you have to go and shoot. Exactly. And you can't just sit in front of the computer all day and be like, okay, you know, now, oh, now I know how to shoot film because I watched, you know, 70 hours of all this. It's like, you're going to learn more in one hour of shooting film than you're going to learn in 20 hours of watching YouTube videos. Oh, like, yeah. Easily. Um, yeah. Um, and those guys all have Leicas and they're fancy. Right. And it's yeah. like, you're shooting on an AE1, bro. Like, it's a little different. <laughs> What it's do you, a, what's like the meter. big difference between like, cause you've shot with Leica's, right? Uh -huh. Like what do you, what is the, why would you recommend, or, um, hold on, let me, let me restructure this. Um, when choosing a camera, like does a Leica really outperform something like an AE one or a pen or like, 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 and how? Hell no. Yeah. Um, it just, what matters is the lens when it comes to film. You have two variables, about three, three variables about how those shots are going to come out. Lens, film stock, and the person holding the camera. Right. The camera body is nothing. It's just a mechanism. It's just a mechanism. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a way of metering, like exposing properly. Um, I always like camera, like I have a bunch of different cameras, too many cameras. Sure. I, they... They're all really cool in their own way. And if you shoot film, you understand. Yeah, <laughs> that, like we're sitting here saying like, it's not about the camera. It's totally not about the camera. But then it's, I have 20 cameras. Yeah. So it, it kind of is about the camera. Um, I think you should have a camera. I am I love when people buy a bunch of different cameras and yeah. cycle through cameras a bunch. Because they're trying to find that camera that fits them really well. Right. Sometimes that's a Leica. I don't know. It's my Pentax 6.7. Pentax 6.7, <laughs> That's, that's yeah. my camera. I... I think those things are really cool. Yeah. I've never shot with one, but I just think they're big and clunky and having to shoot at one thousandth of a second just to get rid of the the clap from that mirror. No, you just, you got to get one with a mirror up. That you have to have the mirror up mechanism. So if you buy even, the older Pentaxes, it doesn't have the mirror up and that's a bitch. And so yeah. in that regard, I do not recommend it. But if you can find one with the mirror up, which they're not that expensive right now, you can get them for like six, seven hundred bucks. That is a vibe, man. I clip the little mirror up. I'm shooting it like, you know, one one twenty fifth outside. And oh, my God. I'll nice. shoot one one day. I'll let you shoot mine. You can try yeah, mine. That'd out. be fun. Yeah, that's you good. Try out the RZ. Yeah. That RZ, though, being a leaf shutter. Yeah. Mm, I bet that's nice, I too. can shoot that at like a quarter second handheld. Because the RB is the... That's the clunky one. That's the clunky one. That's, that's the, the thick boy. one, yeah. yeah. Which I owned three of those at one point. Yikes. Um, sold them all. And then the prices went up. I lost money. I didn't lose money. I made money on them still. Yeah. Buying film cameras, by the way, oh, is man. like owning stock. It is. <laughs> it is. I should have held on to those. Yeah. I sold them for like 350 to 400 a piece. Yeah. Now they're like a grand. It's insane. Damn. Yeah. The prices have been nuts. I think it, I think it's COVID probably has something to do with it. I oh, bought definitely. my Hasselblad before COVID. And I think I bought it for like 13 and I and I was like I was just trying to get rid of it. I sold it for sixteen, and like I was just like, well, I just don't want it anymore. Like someone else can get better use out of it, and and I try and you know I'm granted. <laughs> I have to disclaimer. I don't think I probably should have just sold it for thirteen. <laughs> you know, like because I think that it's it's about you know spreading the cameras around and getting people the experience and stuff like that. So, um, <laughs> shoot myself in the foot on that yeah. one, whatever. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that like getting experience with different things, but you know, like we're like to go circle back to the point. Um, I don't think that like the camera; it's just a mechanism. I think the same reigns true for digital. I think when shooting digital, your lenses really matter; they really matter. Um, but there's like so many other factors that you know. I I would shoot things with my Sony, my really expensive. I had that uh, A7R3 back in the day with all the nice lenses and stuff, and and I would shoot photos with it. And I would be like, God, I hate these. These have no character. The I like the green tints. I gotta fix a green tint all the time. And um, and I just like it was always a miserable experience. And then I shoot with Fuji and I'm shooting on this little crop sensor, and I'm like, I love these photos. Like every single photo I take with that camera, I love every single photo. Like, I don't think that it has so okay, so maybe I'm to go back. I think it sometimes does have something to do with it 
the camera with digital because I think the Fuji is much better. But um, I think like the lenses just have more character. The way that it processes grain has is just better. Um, yeah, sorry, I went on a tangent there. Well, so now it's about the film body. So now it is. About now the, it's about the, the digital, body, yeah, the digital but body. But the film. I would agree with that though. Yeah, but Depends the film maybe shooting. not. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love my Sony. I don't know what you're talking about. The green cast. I've never oh, had that. But I've noticed. I don't know. It could have been just the lenses too. It could have been the lenses, or I don't know something. I don't know. Maybe I just don't just like the colors. A, I don't know what it is. Bad camera. It. I think. <laughs> I think what it is. I think that I. I have just this like weird. Like I just really enjoy nostalgia and photos, and I think that like Sony, they are amazing cameras for what they do. They just don't have any like character really for me. Like yeah. it just doesn't really. Or maybe the character that they do have doesn't suit what I enjoy. And I think when I shoot Fuji, it's like I get JPEGs out of that camera that I'm like, oh my God, I love it. Like I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. That just looks good. Um I have a walk around camera, which is an A six thousand. Yeah. And I just got a sixteen millimeter lens for it or something. Oh. Brings it to like twenty four. Yeah. Which I kinda wish I got the twenty eight equivalent, but yeah. whatever. Um and I shoot that thing on black and white JPEG. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. It's so cool. If you put it on color JPEG, trash. Yeah. Not but so good. You, get, you do get those. You get those casts, Sony actually. colors. Yeah. yeah. And they're terrible. Yeah. But black and white, ooh, real nice. Yeah. Real nice. And I could see that. I mean, I think having, I, if I could give anyone advice, it's to have a walk around camera in general, right? Like, don't always put all your eggs in one basket and be like, oh, I have this really nice, like professional with all these different lenses and whatever. I have the little Fujifilm X100. And dude, I would pick that camera probably 90% of the time over any other camera because it's like the JPEGs that come out of it are fantastic. It's really small. I can put it in my pocket. I can take it anywhere. If I put it up to my face at someone, they don't get really, you know, like they don't get nervous. They don't even really notice. People don't really give a shit. And so if we're taking street stuff or... Um, just out and about, like I've taken 90% of my favorite photos on that camera. And it's just, I mean, it's not, it's cheap compared to what you would spend on a full camera system. You know, I think it's like right now they have the X100V, but I think they're like 1200 to 1300 or something like that. But, um, you know, compared to other cameras, it's, dude, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I spent when I got it like 2,500 on my Sony. Yeah. And then this little a 6,000 I spent, 300 used yeah and i i have a tip for everyone yeah whoever is listening don't buy a new body don't do it ever ever it's (laughs) just not lenses yeah i've had bad experience buying used but sometimes you can get good used lenses oh sure i agree with that first one i got for my sony yeah they were like yep it's in like mint condition i was like cool i saved 200 bucks on this thing yeah um the focus was making awful noises. It was grinding. Oh. And I was like, oh, this isn't normal. Yeah. So they gave me my money back and I bought a new one but yeah. that I don't use. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's the other thing about digital lenses, thing. man. Like, just, oh, man. <laughs> manual stuff's the best. Yeah. I think that it's, there's, there's something to be said, I think, about consumerism here that I, that I just oh, want to yeah. get into. And I think like... You are sold that, you know, you need... And, dude, I, I am the worst with it, too. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've I've put a camera in my cart or I've bought a camera and then 20 minutes later been like, dude, I don't need this camera. Like, I have seven cameras. I don't need something else. And there's something to be said, I think, about how cameras are marketed to people that, like, you know... And, and I understand it now because you take a really good photo and you go, hey, this photo was taken with this camera. And people go, oh, my God, I can take photos like that with this camera. And it's not true because... Like that person has amazing editing skills or, you know, same with presets, all of that stuff, man. Like it's all just overmarketed. Get your hands on a camera that takes a photo. It doesn't matter how many megapixels. Most cameras over 12 are going to be just fine. And just take pictures. (laughs) Yeah, I can agree very much with that. That's one of the reasons I bash on Leica shooters so much. Yeah. It's because it's like you just spent so much money on a camera. And it's just another camera. Like, yeah. The people that I think own Leicas who, and own really nice Leicas that are taking really good photos, I think can take good photos with $100 cameras. It has nothing to do with the fact that they own the Leica. It's that like 
they probably have made enough money in their career by being a great photographer that they can now afford a Leica. And so you see them and you go, oh, yeah, like that. that's all I need. I just need a really nice camera. It's like, no, you just need to go outside. <laughs> you go yeah. take some pictures for a while. And then and like, like that being good. said, I've been hands on with multiple Leicas. Sure. Digital included. Yeah. They're wonderful. Oh, they're absolutely. Really cool. Yeah. They're so expensive. You pick it up and you're like, don't drop it. Don't yeah. Drop it. Don't <laughs> drop it. Um, because you're holding a fucking used car in your exactly. <laughs> they're like the digital ones are like ten grand, like up with a lens. Yeah, like ten grand. Yeah, I'm just like dang, and this thing only shoots black and white. Yeah, like only black yeah, and white. Yeah, black and white digital. Like, yeah, they're amazing though. Sure, they're really cool. Um, that being said, I just ordered a Leica yesterday. Oh, uh, what'd you get? A Leica CL. It's the cheapest Leica you okay. can buy. Is it the digital? No, it's a film. The, yeah, it's a film. One. Okay, the, I don't know much about school it. One. They went in with Minolta and like made a tiny rangefinder M mount camera. Yeah. And I got it for like four hundred bucks on eBay. Oh, that's not bad. And the light meter, the guy said like you have to overexpose a little bit. Sure. It's fine. Um, I just want to use my Voigtlander glass on film. Well, and that's the see, that's the thing too. I mean, I found myself wanting to just get adapters and then getting M mount or PL for cinema. Um and just like using adapters for just really nice lenses, like M mount lenses, man, or Voigtlander lenses. Oh my god, they're not super expensive, and the Voigtlander specifically. Sorry, M mount lenses, Leica lenses are expensive. So expensive, but ridiculous. So sharp. They're super sharp. Which, and I mean, that's you know, that's a whole another discussion we could probably have on like sharpness and whether. Um, I, I can't remember who I was talking to. Someone had asked me about, um, like what I thought about you know sharpness and if like you know if lenses, like a. I'm sorry, I'm trying to remember the conversation I had. I think it was about a Sony lens and it being like really sharp and how this person was like, well, you know, it's not a good lens unless it's really sharp. And it's like, I personally, bullshit. There's so many lenses that have like amazing character that are not sharp, that are weird on the edges or have weird bokeh that it like people go seek that. And especially in video and especially in like filmmaking, people will go and buy 1970s lenses, 1980s lenses, whatever, these really old lenses because they like that look, that kind of grungy, uh, like moldy look even. You know? Yeah, and I feel like with cinema, you can get away with not the sharpest lens because everything's moving. Right. So like a lot of times you don't have these still shots where you're like, dang, I can see the pores in the person's eyeball. Like, yeah. You don't need to see that. Sure. So I yeah. feel like for cinema, it works really well. Um, yeah, I shoot... Voigtlander on my digital. I have two Voigtlander lenses. I'm gonna buy another one when I get back. Yeah, the manual focus on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Forty mil, um, one point four, little pancake nice lens. lens. Oh, yep. that's so nice. <laughs> um, and then a twenty one millimeter. Yeah. Which I really like. Um, and it's a one point eight. It's pretty fast. And those are both crop. So those are both for. They're full frame. Oh, they are full yeah. frame. Oh, cool. They're in mount. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna get a seventy five one point five. Ooh. Do you shoot telephoto often? What are your thoughts on shooting telephoto? How do you feel about that? I don't shoot. To, like, the most I shoot is 105 right now. Okay. Um, I almost bought an 800 millimeter F8. Is that that bazooka yeah, that you were holding bazooka, the other day? Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> um, it's so cool. It was made for the Olympics. Yeah. Like, in the 70s. How I much think? were they selling it for? I think we have 1500 on it. I could Ooh. probably talk the guy down. Ooh. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's really cool, and not as heavy as you would think either. Yeah, well, I'd hope not because it's this—it's as tall as you are. (laughs) Thanks, massive. But it's really cool. It's a really cool lens. Yeah, but yeah. What's your like? So when when going out and shooting stuff, like, what do you what? Focal length? Do I grab? Yeah, but I'm trying to. Yeah, like yeah. What's your go-to? What's your go-to focal length when you go out shooting, and then like why? Depends on the camera, yeah. Um, or the if I know what situation I'm going to be in. More and more, I've turned to Joe Greer and the 28 millimeter. Yeah, <laughs> I've become Joe Greer partially. Um, he takes great film photos. He takes really good film photos. Yeah, he's good. Um, he does edit them though. He edits. He edits the oh, shit oh, out of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know. Um, but he has a really good eye for composition and storytelling. Yeah. So, and when I say that, that isn't a bash on editing. I'm just saying when people go, "Oh, why do my film photos not look yeah. like that?" It's because he edits them. That's why. Same with a lot of those guys, like Willem Verbeek and all those guys. Are anyone that shoots Cinestill? Yeah, edits those photos. You so have to. Much. <laughs> it's yeah. gnarly. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so 28 if I'm going to be, like, indoors. Um, okay. T- the 21 millimeter, 1.8, because it's good for low light. Yeah. I use that thing a lot on my Sony. Um, it is a little wide, but I like it for, like, environmental stuff. Sure. Um, and then hiking as well. Yeah. For landscape. But really the 40 mil 1.4 is, like, the lens that lives on my Sony. Yeah. Um, if I'm shooting with my F4, um, 28 millimeter or 50 typically. Yeah. Um, 85 more and more, but also less and less. Yeah. At the same time. Um, Some days you'll reach for it and that's all that you'll use. And then yeah. other days you won't touch it. Yeah. The last, like this, or this roll of film that I've been shooting, the 85s just lived on the camera. Yeah. And it's been kind of fun. Sometimes I'll do that where it just, I'll stick to a single focal length and just like learn it. Yeah. Um, which I think is a really good thing for people to do. Yeah, absolutely. Just constantly changing lenses. And shooting primes. I mean, shoot prime over zoom because then you're forced to move and you're forced to, yeah. I think I have, actually, I don't own a, I don't own a camera, I don't own a photo zoom lens. I have a zoom lens for my Blackmagic, but I have all primes and I have two manual focus lenses. I bought the Helios. um, Oh, yeah. The 44, or what is it? 50, 58. It's the, it's the Helios remember. 44, but it's a 58 millimeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I bought that one, which is all manual focus. It's kind of heavy. It's like made out of metal. It's a thick boy. Chunky, yeah. I know. So I have that, and I have a, I have a Voigtlander as well. What Voigtlander? The, I don't remember. It's in my bag. It's a wide. It's 20. I don't remember. Hmm. Um, and then I have. And I just have all the Fuji primes, like nice. the 20, the 16, the 20, whatever. I don't nice. know. I tried to recite them to Cody the other day, and I couldn't remember exactly <laughs> which ones I had. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think like having a prime is it forces you to move your feet, forces you to get comfortable with the focal length, and then and they're way sharper than any zoom lens. Yeah, and usually and they're faster. I they're mean, faster. most of the time. Although I have yeah. the Sigma 18 to 35 1.8 that I put on my Black Magic. Do you like that? I've thought about getting one. It's beautiful is it i gotta show you after this i'll okay. show you some videos of it man it is unreal the images that that thing produces i it's thought about getting that for my my sony for like the pro work that yeah. i'm doing instead of like dealing with manual focus all the time yeah it's like one it's 1.8 1. 1. autofocus lens Dude, it's fantastic like i said it's 1.8 yeah. it's 18 to 35 it's a great focal length it's cheap it's only like 700 bucks like eh, it's worth it you'll probably buy one used i'm sure tons yeah. of people have them so they're, they're super cheap they're like 600 800 bucks yeah yeah i think think 700 new for the art yeah which is yeah really nice for what they are stupid cheap yeah would recommend um yeah the only like zoom lens i have is a 24 to 70 sony okay zeiss yeah 4.0 which is a great lens yeah i have f4 is fine by the way f4 (laughs) is wonderful (laughs) yeah it really is don't need 2.8 portraits on that you throw it to 70 yeah and f4 like portraits are great and you can handle low light with almost any camera now. So yeah. having that extra stop doesn't really matter. Like unless yeah. you're shooting at night, like having mm-hmm. a 2.8 over an F4, I guess. But even then, it's like it's kind of negligible. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, that also being said, I haven't picked that lens up in like a long time. Really? The 24 to 70? Shelf. Yeah. It just. I love that focal length, man. It's really good. And I've thought about selling it and getting the 2.8. Yeah. But I don't know yet. You don't need it. I know I don't, don't need, need it, it, but I want it. It's just a clout factor, I think. You know, like I it got the two point eight. It's fast yeah. lens. I got, yeah. the, got the G Master lens. Yeah, I would actually probably get the the Sigma version. God, we get, we gotta stop talking gear, man. I'm getting Dude, the itch again. I love <laughs> gear. Um, yeah, that's the coolest thing about film photography is the gear. Yeah, there's so much gear. Yeah, it's all different. It's crazy. Yeah, all the cameras like very tactile too. Oh, like yeah. shooting with each camera is you, nowadays. You shoot with a Canon, you shoot with an Nikon, you shoot with a Sony. Like they're all pretty similar. The the biggest thing you fight with is the menus. Yeah, and the, where the buttons are. You're like, where? What is it? Yeah, everything Sony's is garbage menus. Yeah. But yeah, everything is literally. You know, Sony's are smaller, granted, mm-hmm. but but when you shoot with a you know film camera, shooting with an RB versus shooting with a Mamiya Seven versus shooting. You know, like they're all way different. So different. Way different. And it's yeah. super fun to learn each one. Yeah. And different models will have one different little thing. Yeah. Like the RB and the RZ are the same camera. Like, really. Sure. Um, RB stands for rotating back. Yeah. And 
RZ. No one knows what the Z stands for, <laughs> but it's rotating back as yeah, well. Yeah. Um, but one's one's mechanical. One is um, electronic. So the RZ, you can't shoot all the shutter speeds if you don't have a battery in it. It's just stuck at 400 per second. Right. The RV is all mechanical, so you can shoot. You don't have to worry if about batteries. Yeah, if it's frozen, you can shoot it like it doesn't care. Yeah. Um, I was going to keep one, one of those just for that purpose. Yeah. And then I didn't. I was like, I want some money and yeah. got rid of it. Yeah. Um, I think I'll probably buy one someday. Yeah. Honestly. Get back on the wagon. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're different. The RZ, you have one, um, lever you have like to a wind yep. and it winds the shutter and the back. The RB, you have to wind the shutter, wind the film, pull your dart. Like, it's, yeah, it's tons. It's completely different. And even when shooting, I shot yours that one time, mm-hmm. and I was like, dude, I'm going it's to mess so something up. It's so much work. Yeah, yeah like, you, you're going to forget. Like, And I would always forget to pull my, um, what's it called? The dark, the dark slide, slide out. out. You know, And then I'd be like, oh, my God, it's not firing. Like, when I first started, I was like, it's not firing. I don't understand. And then now I'm like, yeah. it's not firing. Oh, dark slide. Okay. Gotta it's take like the first out. thing you check. Yeah. Like, dark slide. My shutter wound yeah. is my dark slide. Yeah. And, the, yeah, it's it's just really different. And then when you move up to large format, most of those cameras are all the same. I mean, yeah. The idea is you have your focusing bellows, your large or your lens, and then your back. Yeah. And everything's built the same, really. Yeah. So it's not too different. Um, but when you get down to thirty-five millimeter, oh my goodness! Well, that's a whole that's a whole other monster. It's insane. Yeah. There's so many different cameras, so many different functions on every camera. Yeah. They've been around for so long. I mean, from the '40s till now yeah i mean they still made the f6 until a year ago and the nikon finally killed off the f6 yeah production of that and so like you have what would that be like 80 years of cameras yeah it's insane that's nuts and they i mean I, like i have I, I found a bit of a I think it's a bit of a gold mine. I, I'm not going to, I don't actually remember the name of it. It's a Canon. It's an autofocus. You can put other Canon lenses on it, right? Like, but like modern lenses. So it's you can EOS, put the new lens. Yeah. It's EOS. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I love that camera. And dude, it's cheap. Mm-hmm. It is so cheap. Like, <laughs> it's like a hundred bucks. You get a hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah. I have a version of it. Yeah. They made, I mean, EOS has been around for a while since the 90s, early yeah. 90s. And they have so many models. It's insane. They're great. They're great. They're yeah. plastic. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Who They're gives great. a shit? I the don't care. The metering is so <laughs> accurate, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you can do spot me. Like, it's got all the digital functions of a new You can camera. put L lenses on it. You can put L you can lenses put Canon's on it. put Canon's really sharp lenses and get these amazing photos for a $100 body. You like, do have to be careful. Yeah. Now we're getting into technical stuff. Yeah. Which you could cut out if you want. <laughs> um, with the new, like, if you're shooting, like, 50 mil 1.2 yeah. on one of those. The sensor depth and the film depth is different. Oh. Just enough yeah. that you can be out of focus. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But just with that, but like at just that lower, because on the, my 1.8, I shoot on the 1.8 and it's have your no fine. issues. Yeah, fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at like 1.2, like doing a headshot of somebody. Ain't like, nobody shooting on fucking 1.2. No, nobody <laughs> can afford that. If you're shooting film, you can't afford that. Yeah, anyway. yeah. And you don't want it. Yeah, and if you have that lens, nor you're probably not putting it on a hundred dollar camera body. No. You probably have, you know, your own nice yeah. digital that you're shooting with. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, 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 dude. Here. I, I think like ever since I haven't shot another thirty five since I got that thing because I put the, you know, I can, and that's the other thing. I can put on any lens. I can put that Sigma eighteen to thirty five on it. Mm-hmm. I can shoot anything on it, and it's super sharp. It's really quick. It's an auto wound. It's like, yeah, yeah. Good job, Canon. Well done. They, they did really well on those. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they don't break. Yeah. I don't think I've had I a have single one, one function on mine. <sighs> I can't adjust the aperture in one of the modes. I have to switch it. So like in my manual oh, yeah. mode, I have to switch it to um, aperture priority and then switch it. And I can switch it back to manual, which is kind of annoying. That might just be on those lenses. If you got like an oh, old lens true. for it, it would probably adjust. Yeah, that's true. That's a good um, point, actually. Because yeah, it's just like one different contact point that's different. Yeah, that's pretty common. Oh, that's thing, a good point. Actually. Yeah. So maybe yeah, shit. Maybe yeah. that's what. Okay. Last question. What? Um. So then, like, what advice would you give to someone wanting to get into film? And like, what would you tell them? And how? Like, how would they start? What's a good body to get into? Like the K one thousand, or like, what do you? 
What do you <clears> recommend? <throat> Don't. Um, <laughs> but actually, um, man, get something simple. Yeah. Yeah. Learn Sunny 16. Pick up an old Kodak um, Photo Master Guide. Your little tiny paper booklets. They tell you everything. Yeah. Everything you would ever need to know about shooting photos. And it's all right there in your pocket. Like, yeah. Nobody thinks about that. The old stuff has so much really good information. Yeah. Um, that's easy to understand because everyone was shooting that way. Yeah. Like everyone had to know. Your grandparents, like, learned how to shoot photos from that little from book. a little pamphlet. Yeah. Because yeah. there wasn't YouTube back there then. There was no you had YouTube. had to read books. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, get a K1000. Get a, make it simple. Mm-hmm. Make sure it works. Yeah. Too many people are like, oh, I found this camera for 10 bucks on Marketplace or whatever. 60 bucks. Yeah. It doesn't work. Yeah. And they shoot like four rolls of film before taking them in. Yeah. And yeah, test your blank. first roll on yeah. any camera. Because, heck, take it yeah. into the shop. If you have a camera shop, camera crawl, please. A camera crawl in Coeur d'Alene. We're the only camera one. Camera care out here in Spokane. Will he check cameras? Ron, he, uh, I don't know if he checks them, but he's really good about fixing them, and okay. he's really good about um, like honoring his repairs. I had one, my Hasselblad, actually. Mm-hmm. I sent, I actually sold it twice. Sold it once. The guy was like, hey, this thing doesn't work. Then it was the same issue I brought it in for. The lens would stick and um, brought it back in. I was like, hey, man, like I just had to pay shipping for this three times because it went to Singapore. Can you oh. fix this? And he was like, yeah, like no worries. He fixed it and sh- sent it back out, and it worked after that. So Nice. Um, yeah, a little plug for Ron at Camera Care. Sweet. But, yeah. yeah. Sounds like a dope dude. Like yeah. I mean him. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you just bring your camera into your camera store, wherever that is, if you're in Spokane, Coeur d'Alene area, it's Camera Crow. Like, yeah. We're it. Huppins doesn't do cameras anymore. Yep. Best Buy won't know what a film camera is. We're <laughs> it. Um, it's like, what the fuck is this? I can't plug we'll, it in. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll go through it for free. Like, yeah. We'll just check the shutter, make sure everything's firing. Um, I've been working with cameras enough that like I can look at a shutter and put it to different shutter speeds and be like, yeah, this is accurate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we'll test out cameras for you and make sure it's working theoretically. Yeah. Um, yeah, shoot one roll of film. Make sure those aren't photos of your grandparents or family or kids you care or whatever. About. Yeah. yeah. Um, just blast a roll. It doesn't matter what it is. It's cheap. It's like ten ninety nine for develop and scan. Yeah. Plus your eight dollar roll of film. Like yeah. Twenty bucks. Not, yeah. Twenty bucks. Yeah. And you have your camera tested. Yeah. Like, cool. It's better than throwing a whole bunch of money at something that doesn't turn out. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Simple yeah. cameras. K one thousands are dope. Yeah. They're really cool. Just go um, shoot. Just shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that's don't, the best. Please. This isn't. Maybe for everybody, but I I notice a thing of people get their AE one or whatever, which AE ones are probably the most common camera right. ever. Yeah, it's insane how many of those are like just out and about. Um, they get that they shoot a roll of film and they come in, they love the photos and they're like, I just found out about medium format. I want to buy one of those and they spend like a grand on a medium format camera. Yeah, and then they don't have a clue how to use it. Right. Just shoot your 35. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with 35 millimeter. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> you can I get shoot. high quality scans that are the same size as some of the medium format. One of my favorite cameras, which I'll be picking up pretty soon here again, is a Pen FT, which is a half frame camera. Yeah. The image quality is absolute trash <laughs> compared to a medium format. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. But I love that little thing. It's yeah. great. Yeah. It produces amazing photos. So, yeah. Just shoot. Figure it out. Don't yeah. spend too much money. Yeah. Find it. Just and, shoot yeah. with whatever you got. Yeah. I think is kind of the moral of the story here. It's yeah. like, you don't need anything super fancy. Yeah. I know people that are shooting with their E1s and producing way better images than mine. Yeah. I scan them at the shop and I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> and yeah, play with film stocks too. Figure yeah. out what you like shooting. Don't just shoot portrait all the time. Yeah. Even though that's portrait. what everyone on the internet does. Everyone shoots portrait. Yeah. Um, It's... It's a good film. It's consistent. I will say that. Like you can shoot eight rolls of Portra and like, yeah, these were all shot. Like they, they all look the same. Yeah. But shoot Ultramax. Yeah. It's the same 
film, really. Skin tones are going to be a little bit warmer, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's a third the price. Yeah. Like, it's cheap. Um, shoot portrait for portraits, please. Yes. Actar <laughs> for landscapes, typically. Yeah. And yeah. Cool. Yeah. Where to, uh, what's your, your socials? Are you, is the Beefalo the still? Beefalo, yeah. The Beefalo. The Beefalo. What's your website? Under construction. Under construction. Perfect. So, uh, this is Angus, Angus Meredith. You can find him at the Beefalo on Instagram. And uh, cool, man. I appreciate you talking to me today. Yeah. That's, that's really great. So, a lot of rambling. Go out there and shoot some film, man. Woo. Hell yeah.